Good morning, Trinity Youth. It's Friday, February 16th, 2024. This is Haley. And Dave. And welcome, everyone, again to our new Lent podcast. We're following Jesus on the wilderness journey to the cross. Haley, I am so thrilled because this is the passage. Not only is it the passage that is the, the bedrock of why we do Lent in the first place, but it is literally the wilderness. We talk about the wilderness all the time. So let this be our annual disclaimer. If you're not a wilderness person, if you're super indoorsy, you are so welcome here. Haley and I just love spending lots of time outside. But as this passage is all about Jesus in the wilderness, I want to start with the question, what is the most in the wilderness you have ever been? And I mean that literally, not metaphorically. Outside, isolated from human contact, civilization, I think the most in the wilderness I've ever actually felt, because also I felt small, which to me being in the wilderness, part of that is feeling like very small, was when I was hiking in the Tetons and I encountered a bear and I had no Mm. cell phone service. Yeah, it's spooky. Yeah, because like, and it's not like this, like I was backpacking for five days and like was in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. Like I definitely just like, we just rolled up with our car and hiked that day, but I like this bear was with this cub and I like literally physically almost ran into it. Not a good vibe. So we just had just like evaded the bear and was like standing on the shore (laughs) off trail where nobody could really see us. And we were like, oh snap, no cell phone service. I had like Shania Twain music playing trying to keep the bear away. Shania? That's all I had loaded was my playlist Shania and the girls. A bunch of like female country Wow. Man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of that, for sure. Um, the chicks, all those people. Um, so, anyways, I couldn't get a hold of anyone, and I was like, is this bear going to come eat me? Am I going to die? I was like, nah. I would say my friend, best friend, nah. And I was like, nah, I love you. And she's like, stop. You're not saying any of that right now. Hmm. We're not dying. But I think that's like, I was like, oh, I am not in control, and I can't contact anyone, and this is very scary. Yeah. So that's my in the wilderness mostness. That would be. Yeah, I mean, with wild animals. That's, that right. brings it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, it's different than just like, oh my gosh, we had no deodorant on and we've been hiking for yes. four days. Like, it's like, that's like by choice. And it almost feels kind of like a privilege I get to do that. You know, mm-hmm. like I like live in a national park system or a country with one that's like incredible and I can do that and whatever. But yeah. versus like, dope, this wasn't by choice and I am aware that you're an animal and that animals are powerful yes. and the wilderness <laughs> is powerful. <laughs> and I am fragile and small. So that would be mine. I'd, what comes to mind for you, Dave? Yeah, the smallness is a good thing. Um, or it's, it's, a, it's a helpful... It's life-framing, yeah. for sure. It makes you, like, reframe everything. Wow. You're like, oh, well, Lord, I guess I'm still supposed to be here. I was like, I guess my and whole life so has purpose still. Like, oh, my gosh, yeah. No, I thought they didn't, but I was like, well, if God spared me from that, Yo, I've got Haley, stuff to do. Haley's getting us in the right mood to listen to <laughs> Lent Passage. All these are great. Great insights. Uh, for me, I, I've told parts of this story before, but I was snow camping with some friends. We, we didn't, weren't even on a trail. We were just off a trail. I mean, you couldn't even see it because it was snowing. We were ski camping. We were a That's couple cool. days out from the trail. It was cool until it got cool scary. Cool until it's not cool. Yeah, and we got socked in by a blizzard. This is in Oregon in the Three Sisters Wilderness with a foot of snow on our tent. And um, I've told this story again, too, but my sleeping bag was like my 12-year-old sleeping bag from when I was in Boy Scouts uh, in middle school. And it had holes, and I had a spoon with my friends, and we had to bail on the trip and try to find our way down the mountain where you could only see 10 feet in front of you. It was one of those times, again, where you're so far out there, 
you felt so small. It was interesting because sometimes you feel small because you see a big view, but this was more like you couldn't see that far. Um, but you had the knowledge, like, I am very far from civilization. If someone gets hurt right now, it's bad news. <laughs> we airlift to, city. Yeah, well, airlift, but they wouldn't even be able to find us. Right. I think we had, um, because we were backcountry ski camping, you, you bring a when we literally had avalanche beacons with us. And that would be how someone would find us. There's no cell reception. So we I remember with my friends and at the time, and I don't know, where folks are at, but I know that none of these folks would have said that they were a Christian. Um, but I prayed <laughs> and remember praying with one of these friends. And uh, it ended up being a really powerful experience afterwards when we were able to make it down and find a trail. But it got hairy for a little bit. And it was, some, it was nice to not be alone in it. Yeah. The so. wilderness is a place, though, where you encounter things where it's like if there's no like human will human like i'm super mm. strong and flexible or yeah, whatever like i am i'm great like that's gonna get you through there's like moments where you're like only god saved me from that yeah like, what you're up against like, is so big yeah right. it's just like i literally that bear is gonna eat me and nothing like i could i couldn't talk my way out of that i couldn't be like a smooth social <laughs> skill i couldn't be like stronger than the bear like yeah. nothing could have gotten and like with the snow it's like especially avalanches no, stronger like, than the snow yeah that stuff's freaky so yeah God bless you and your Great friends. Great memories now. Glad y'all made it out. But anyways, y'all, all those fun stories setting us up for today's passage. One that yeah. is, um, like Dave said, the inspiration for all of Lent as we know it. So what sets up the church for why we do what we do. So Dave, can you give us some more context on that and then read for us our passage? For sure. Yeah. So as we said, this is the passage that Lent is based off of. Jesus is in the wilderness. This is known as the temptations of Jesus. It's in all four Gospels, um, which is really important because there's very few stories of Jesus outside the crucifixion, the resurrection, and then the feeding of the 5,000 that shows up um, that all mention them. Mm -hmm. Luke expounds on it. Matthew does. Others are shorter. But it's important that we know that Jesus went through this temptation. And then later writers, like in Hebrews, will say, like, Jesus was tempted just as we are. We can trust this guy because he experienced this, this idea of this being small in the wilderness yeah. up against opposition. Humanizes. Like, yeah, totally. Jesus gets it. And then what happens immediately before this, um, if you back up and read chapter 3 of Matthew, Jesus has just been baptized. And so he's just been affirmed as being God's beloved. God, the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are all there. The Trinity is represented as Jesus is baptized. And God the Father says, this is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. This is before Jesus has accomplished his ministry yet, has done anything. So this is at the very beginning um, as far as we know, Jesus has done very little um, that would be worthy of recognition. And yet God says, you're my beloved son. And then Jesus goes through this tempting and trial before he goes on to the most fruitful season of his life. So that's a lot of the, um, the background. So I'll start reading. Set up. And, and y'all, this is a longer passage than we typically read here. Buckle we, up. Buckle up. We feel it's important to read because uh, it is the foundation for why we celebrate Lent. Um, you'll notice right away 40 days. Um, are brought up, and that's why we do Lent for 40 days. Mm -hmm. So we'll start reading, and we'll see how this is the this being the inspiration for Lent, and we'll tease that out a bit as we read. So this is Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11. Here we go. Here we go. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. I'm just going to stop there. Haley, the, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. What spirit is that? What is I'm going on? It's funny because you know it's the Holy Spirit because it's capitalized in the text. But now that, like, when you're thinking about it, it's like, gosh, why would the Holy Spirit be, like, 
let's do this, Jesus. Like, I it's, know. like, it's so interesting that Sarah's, like, I'm going to lead you through a really hard thing. And you're, like, hmm, but do I want to go through it? Like, yeah. It's yeah. one of those things where it's, like, I, I totally get why Jesus had to be tempted and tried. Also, I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's so interesting and hard. Yeah. I think it says a lot for us that um, we can be reminded that some seasons of, of trial, like, the Lord allows it to happen. Um and, and I want to be very careful. The Lord doesn't like intend evil in our lives. That never happens. But there's times when God's like, I know you're up for this. Like you, you, you got what it takes. And I'm going to be right there with you as we'll see. Yeah. Well, and like, isn't going to stop everything that happens in your life. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. It sounds yes. really bad, but it's yeah. like, not everything's going to be stopped. Yeah. yeah. And also not everything's caused by God. So it's mm-hmm. like the both, the yes. both. And it's like, I think I'll meet people who are going through like the most tragic things ever. And they're like, well, I know it has a reason. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I actually don't know if God would like cause this deep tragedy in your life. Right, like right. I think God, I think this, I think you're one of the side of like the spirits with you. And like, I, I think know. there's like morning with you. So yeah, it's funny. The scripture like this is just like yeah. so hard to comprehend the fullness of what God means. <laughs> yeah. It's huge because the spirit's leading, which means the spirit is with Jesus. So mm-hmm. he's alone of maybe friends, but the spirit is there. And for us to know that if we go into Lent, Lent is not a punishment. Lent is an invitation. And the spirit is with us as we go into the wilderness. Temptation is going to come our way. So, right. I mean, that is a loaded. We'd only got one verse in and it's loaded. So following this, he, Jesus, fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So there we go. That's where we get the 40 days and 40 nights from. 40, 40. And there's some throwbacks there. If you know the the story of Noah, 40 rain for 40 days and 40 nights. So there's a clear biblical illusion going on. And I love this. And afterwards, he was famished. (laughs) What a great word. Jesus was hungry. Y'all, I love that. He's like, he, he didn't eat for 40 days. Hungry and tired. He That's like hangry of the Bible. Very, hangry I mean, I would English. Be. But think about what, Haley, when you get real famished, mm-hmm. where do your emotions go? How's your how's your capacity for, uh, oh, for kindness for other people? Unwell. I yeah. will like scream cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In yeah. my worst plays, if I'm being honest with all of you friends listening. So here's Jesus. The spirit has led him into the wilderness. 40 days and 40 nights, he is hungry. So he's he's been through it already. The 40 days and 40 nights has happened. And then, here's what we see next. The tempter, the devil, came and said to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written. So Jesus is quoting back scripture. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it's written, he will command his angels concerning you. All right, just pause right there. Twice we've now seen the devil say, if you are the son of God. Mm -hmm. Haley, what's going on with these questions about if you are the son of God? Well, I mean, the Satan wants to know, like, do you know who you are? Like, like, it's like, I know who you are because I'm saying this. But also, like, do you actually believe it? Like, Mm -hmm. do you believe in your identity? And trying to see if Jesus is like, uh, yeah, I'll prove it. Like, I'll live up to it. Yeah. I'll figure it. Like, I'll become that for you, mm-hmm. which I think is a superhuman emotion. I think when anyone feels like, oh, like, they expect these things of me, I'm, I'm just going to do it. It's like, is that who you are, though? Is that yeah. really your identity? Oh, yeah. Um, Identity's being tested. And right after Jesus just had it affirmed, right? God's mm-hmm. like, you're my beloved son. Well pleased. And Satan just comes right after him. It's like, is that true? That's what it was in the Garden of Eden. Did mm-hmm. God really say so it's guys, that's what is always going to happen, especially when we're tired and hungry, right? <laughs> when right. we feel like we've been in the wilderness, man. And he's, he's like, keeps tempting him with these shortcuts. Oh, throw yourself down. 
Like, God will save you. Be reckless. Like, go wild. Um, well, I mean, even what's wild here is, like, Satan tells him scripture. Yeah. Because He's like, angels got your back. That. Like, that's kind of wild. Satan is quoting actual scriptures here. I don't have the references here. But every time he says, if you are the son of God, and then fill in the blank, the devil's quoting the Bible. He knows the Bible really well. And he's using it in a twisted way. And then Jesus responds with more scripture. It's amazing. Um, so Jesus responds to this. Throw yourself down. Like, be reckless because God will just bail you out. And Jesus says, um, uh, go ahead. One more thing. And that's why I think it's important to not just know scripture, but to know the intent of who God is <laughs> and his will. Because yeah. things can be literal, like these are the words versus like, yeah, but I know that story. And that's not like God's character behind the story. Yeah. So that can't be what that means. Does that make sense? That makes, yeah. So <laughs> like it's like, yeah. I don't know if God means like I should, like Jesus probably like, that doesn't mean I should just throw myself off a building. You know, it's yes. like, he knows, he's yes. like, that might be that that says, but this is super out of context. It's not what my God's like. Exactly. So it's important for us to be like, what's our God like in the middle of that? Not just like, yeah. oh, well, it says this. It's like when someone takes something out of context. Anyways. Definitely. And Jesus, knowing the context, says back in verse seven, again, it's written, don't put the Lord your God to the test. And that's also scripture. So he's taking the full context. You're totally right, Haley. Mm -hmm. So again, we've had two temptations before. The third one, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, said to Jesus, all this I will give you. It's like, I'm going to give you the whole world if you will fall down and worship me. So all right, there's a catch. Yeah. You can have it all. Just one thing. I'm actually going to be your boss. You can have it all now. And Jesus says, away with you, Satan. There's a great prayer for y'all. Away with you. Away with you. For it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I love that one because so many, you can look back to the three temptations. A lot of them boil down to shortcuts. Um, the devil's like, take a shortcut. Take the easy way out. And Jesus is like, I, I've just been on a wilderness journey. I've got resilience. Like, I can do this. Because the whole world was promised to Jesus. Just the root was going to be through the cross. And Satan's like, oh, you can, you can skip the hard path. Um, just bow down to me. And he's like, Jesus says, no. Worship the Lord your God. He, he's the only one. If I, if I give this up, this is like for Lord of the Rings people. It's like using the ring. You're like, I could use the ring to do good. But the ring actually is going to corrupt you <laughs> at the end. Um, all right. So let's wrap this up. Then the devil left him. When Jesus said, away with you, the devil left. That's powerful. And suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Y'all, thanks for hanging with us. We know that was a long passage. We're just going to break it down a little bit and find what challenge is in it for us. Connect the dots to this Lenten journey that we're on. So Haley, just what, do you have any impressions of the passage for you and what has been your experience with it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I think I have friends who, and this is just my honest first thoughts, who like so quickly will be like, that's Satan. And like identify, like we're like, that's the voice of like this and this voice of that. And sometimes it can be really hard. Like it's mm-hmm. like, this is so clear. And I'm like, oh man, like what is that really like, like in my day to day, you know, like when, like when I want to know more of the character of God, the way that mm-hmm. Jesus does, like he knows scripture. And like, yeah. there's so many scriptures that come very like come to my mind, but it's like knowing the character of God and what my God is like really helps me to navigate yes. life. And so it's like, in the modern day, I don't know that I'm like, yeah, I've looked at Satan and said this. Like, I don't know that like that's happened for me. Mm-hmm. But this moment of like, I've been with and I've been without. But in both, I've known what my God is like. So like I've yes. known when things come to me, like I can be like, okay, 
is this just like a choice that I'm getting or both are good things? Is this like a thing where it's like, man, this is really a bad path to head down? Like knowing what my God is yeah. like helps illuminate what my life is like. Definitely. Because um, I know I've talked to a lot of you and I myself have been there. One of the big questions that we get is how do I know if the voice that I'm hearing in my head, is this God or is this opposition? Is this is this the devil um, leading me here and there? And um, when we spend time in the wilderness, we follow Jesus on a journey like this, it seems when we're in those positions that might be uncomfortable, as uncomfortable as they are, when we are able to walk through them and not back down, walk through them with um, with wise counsel, um, with the Holy Spirit, we come out knowing how to hear. Like, oh, that's God's voice mm-hmm. in this. And you're capable of it. Y'all, we want you to know, if you're a student listening, you don't have to, like, level up <laughs> to some, like, get on my level. No. Um, if you begin to follow Jesus, like you can hear from God. It may not be a literal audible voice. Like that's never been my experience, but you start to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit and you can do that at your age right now. Um, so this passage, 40 days in the wilderness and Jesus fasting is why coming back to this, Mm -hmm. many of you for this season of Lent, you may have discussions with your family. You may have made a personal decision to back away from something, to fast from something for 40 days. Fasting, that word, um, often the original usage is for food, is to literally not eat. That's why our word breakfast means break Break the fast. fast. You've been fasting for the night, right? Jesus literally did fast food. And Jesus literally did fast from food. But so for you, it may have been a a version, like I'm not going to have sweets of some sort or um, pop. I call it pop. I know I'm... Soda, we're in the South, sure. Mm. But um, it might be giving something like that up for a while. Uh, and we really encourage you to make a decision, but let's let's play this out a little bit. Haley, what's your experiencing with fasting? Do you have any encouragement and cautions for us? Sure. When it comes to discerning what I might want to fast from during Lent. Yeah, I started fasting and doing Lent when I was in high school, like later mm. high school. So that's when I first was like, oh, and I And did your this. church do Lent or was it just uh, people around you did? Oh, gosh. I think a lot of people who were Catholic in my life did. Like uh, my friends yeah. were Catholic. Like, and I didn't I... grow up with Lent. Right. Personally. No. And I was just like, huh. And then I was like, well, seems like a good practice. Might mm-hmm. as well hop on. It was kind of my personality. Yeah. It's not like there's like tons of like, I feel called to do this. It was more just like, mm-hmm. that seems like a good thing to do. I can understand that and hopped on it. Um, but in high school for me, it was, if I'm being honest, more of like, I gave up fried food once and sweets all in one season. Mm-hmm. And the real purpose for me was like, I'm just going to cut out this bad habit and like maybe lose some weight. Yeah. And then I got older and I was like, you were only doing that. Like not only, but like, it was like this thing about really my weight and food. And I was like, mm-hmm. that probably wasn't actually the heart of God or like the heart of why Lent is what it is. And again, that's like character, right? knowing the character of God. And so when I got older, I was like, Haley, what's something that actually, if it came away from your life, you would notice like Mm -hmm. this, like almost reflex for it. Mm -hmm. Like what are those things that like maybe have become like an unhealthy crutch in your life where it's like, if I don't have this, I would actually got to feel it for a minute. And so I've gotten older every year. I give up social media. Mm -hmm. So that's been like since college and I love it. I mean, (laughs) this year. Was that hard at first? What was that like the first time you gave up? Like turned Instagram off, went dark. Well, you like pick up your phone and you're like, what am I going to do on this little box (laughs) now? Like, I I guess I'm going to respond to my texts at this point in my life. What like, I just was like, oh, I have this reflex and Mm -hmm. it's honestly not good. Like maybe some of you are doom scrollers too, but like I will like watch reels over and over since then. I'm like, Haley, like all this time is now freed up. You did your New York Times crossword and you texted your four friends back. Like it's such a healthier brain space. And even with that, like I had time, like just like more 
I don't know, my head, my brain is basically much better, but it made me realize I was like very reliant on it. And there was a piece of like connection I missed, sure. Because mm-hmm. there's a good side to those things that we have. Like it's not like social media, like bad, bad, bad. Like Right, it's a thing. They're but if it friends, starts to dominate. Yeah, I know. I have friends who live in Tennessee who mm-hmm. I don't talk to as much. And they like, we connect yeah. online. That's great. It's wonderful. But realizing what a like pedestal that had in my life yep. when I took it away. And then I also, as I've gotten older, have typically given up personal spending, which sounds kind of funny. But it's mm-hmm. like, I think maybe some of you are also like this. For some reason, still to this day, like that top's going to fix everything in my life. I just have that new sweater, that new shirt, that like mm-hmm. whatever. I yeah. mean, or like I definitely need a new cut of jeans. And it's like, yes. Haley, goodness, like I think what you have is enough. Or I think you can borrow from somebody. And then you get to see a friend, communicate with a friend. Like I just realized what unhealthy habits I've developed around like almost like I need to do it all myself and like yes. get all these things. Things will make me happy. As opposed to, like, you have a great community. Why don't you lean on them? And, like, yeah. why don't you know what you have is enough? So those have been my facets and, like, my beginning of, like, I'm just going to do food because it felt like the thing. But it actually wasn't the most honoring thing hmm. for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's not that I actually turned my attention to God or to others or to love people. It just turned my attention to, like, oh, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not eating sweet. And, like, you can get sweets. It's a great thing. I'm not saying it's bad. But for me, it was, like. This is for yourself, it's, Haley. Yeah, and it's like, different for a person. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I think if, you, if you're thinking about fasting, what I would tell you is to think about the thing where you're like, man, if I didn't have this, I think I'd actually, like, try to reach for it a few times. Like, I think it'd be actually kind of maybe a little hard. And be like, Lord, like, what would it be like if I gave that up and, like, put something else in my life? Like, what if I took away Instagram and downloaded the Bible app or Bible mm-hmm. project or whatever? And, like, I've... Always try to replace those habits with something yes. to like honor the Lord and be like, okay, I want to spend more time either loving you or loving people, whatever that means. I want to repeat that part that Haley just said. That is huge because if you take something away, uh, you know, I'm married to a dentist and so love a, a, <laughs> an a good an orthodontist. Well, the specialty, right? Yeah. She's removed some teeth in her day, and when you remove a tooth, like say you have a decayed tooth. You remove it, right? Just like Haley's talking about, take something maybe unhealthy out of my life. If you take a, a dead tooth out <laughs> and don't replace something, you're gonna be worse than when you started. Right. And I can find that if I just like take out a bad habit or take a habit out of my life, anything that in that vacuum, the simple and easy is gonna fill its place unless I'm intentional. Well, right. So. It's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch TV. But I am gonna scroll through Facebook. It's like, well, yeah, so it, it's like, ah, well, not that any of you will be I on Facebook. I don't know why I said yeah. Facebook, but whatever. You know, it's like figuring out what would be more yeah. life giving. Like, I'll time. give up this time, and I'm gonna go outside and go for a walk. Whatever it is, like I'm thousand hours. Gonna write a letter. Yes. Dave's working on a thousand hours outside oh, for anybody. It's such who, a joy. A thousand hours outside this year. I'm inspired by my kids. They are they're leading the way. That's um, true. Oh, that's so good, Haley. Thank you uh, for me. Things that I've given up in the past, it, ch- it sort of changes every year. Uh, I've done food in some ways, not literally the 40 days. That I mean, that is a very dangerous thing to attempt. You need to be very intentional. I've done yeah. like a day of the week. I wonder biologically um, how Jesus did that. It's possible. Um, is there's it a guy, really? So yeah. I mean, I'm just curious now. No, I'm like, huh. I know. I always wondered. I'm like, is this, this is this hyperbole? But no, If there's a guy, Richard Foster, who's a great spiritual writer. And in his book on prayer, he literally... Uh, or maybe it's a celebration of discipline, but he writes how to, if you wanted to actually do 40 days, here's how you could do it. Um, and you do mm. have to be very careful. But with that, I'll just say with food, um, I have done it. Um, uh, like I'll take Fridays, for example, or I'll even just do a meal. 
um, that I will take off during the, during the week. But we really would discourage you if you are a student before your body has fully grown out while you are still growing to skip meals can can be a really really unhealthy practice. So we'd really encourage you um, if you are thinking about food to talk to a parent about that first. But really, we want to push you more towards um, these habits. Um, towards things like our screens. I think we live in a screen age, so being able to take some of that out of our life would be really healthy. I know other things that I've done, if it's inspiration for you, and I know I've heard audible gasps from people, but I've given oh, no. up listening to anything in the car. Oh. Like putting no, in, that's nice sometimes, though. Like no music, no podcast. And when I told that to some of my students when I taught high school, I was, <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. How do you live? And I'm like, well, that's the whole point. The whole point is to show, like, I can still live. Can do a hard thing. Right. And and for Jesus to go through, you know, and say, man doesn't live on bread alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there's more to life. But if I put these things in this place where it's like, I think I need that to survive, that's where I start to realize it. So every year, I always have some, like, quick and easy habit. And there's nothing wrong with these things. But I realize, like, oh, the minute I have a second of downtime, I'm instantly, you mentioned the crossword puzzles, picking up a crossword puzzle. You are a big crossworder, yeah. (laughs) And so I know, I think last year it was, all right, no crossword puzzles for 40 days. I remember that. And and so that would probably mean nothing to most of you out there. But for me, it was a, like, every day I had a reminder Mm -hmm. of Lent because... I'd be like, oh, I have a moment. I'm going to go do a crossword. Oh, no, I'm going to fill that with something else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick on this devotional track or I'm going to mm-hmm. say hi to the people around me, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, there's been media things. I know I've I've taken a break from like following sports, for example, for, for 40 days. I have done some interesting food things. Like I gave up cheese <laughs> for 40. I realized, man, I'm just a And did you realize it doesn't add that much flavor when you put it in meals? No, cheese is so good. That was my experience. I like oh, don't man. get cheese as much. It made anymore. me made me really appreciate it. So at, oh, okay. at the end of Different it, people. this is a spiritual experience. Some other things to just remind you of. Um, if it makes you anxious about like, did I follow the rules perfectly on my fast? The point is not to like earn earn points with God. Like God's not keeping score on this. This is purely an invitation no. for you to find what are the places in my life where I might have what we would call an idol, something that's yeah. taking the place of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what opportunities do you have there? So th- that's the idea to get after some of these things. Um, and psychologically, if you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to add anything in a fun thing to consider is something called stacking habits. I don't know if you've heard of stacks this. Stacks on stacks. <laughs> but it's like the easiest way to form a habit is to stack on something that you're already doing. Sure. So if you're like, man, I brush my teeth every day, which I hope everyone mm. here does, um, when you are doing that, if you're like, I want to think of things that I'm grateful for why I brush my teeth, you're already doing that. So it's easy to add that in. Or for me, like a stack habit I did this year, whenever I drive home from work, which maybe you're on the bus, I don't know, like I put on an audiobook, which are all on Spotify for free now or whatever. So yeah. you can like stack yes. good things so on the things that you're already doing. Yeah. That way you're not like, oh my gosh, these 40 days, I need to like turn my life over. That's just like an easy practical way to add good things in. So think of something that you already do, yes. then be like, what could I do to make that time like even better? Yeah, that just reminded me, my, my daughter last year, in terms of stacking, when you said the brushing her teeth, it made me think mm. about, she literally took her room, her mirror out of her room, like she took all mirrors out, which is just amazing. She said, I'm going to take a break of looking at my own image all the time and see how that goes. And it seemed to be an incredibly transformative thing. Freeing. Um, really, really freeing. I was so impressed um, by that. Really cool. Um, yeah. We also want to encourage you that um, just get started. Do what you can, not what you can't. So maybe for you, it's almost a reverse. It's like, you know what? I think 40 days right now would be really hard for me. Maybe pick a day of the week. Yeah, maybe for see you, how things feel. It's like take Wednesdays off 
of Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, we think you can do it and go the full way, but man, if for you, if that's a start, celebrate Lent that way. Um, the final piece with this, Haley, this is really good news. I didn't know this about Lent oh, wow. um, as a baby Anglican, but Sundays, talk to us about Sundays in Lent, Haley. Sundays are a feast day. So on feast, what does that mean? So if I gave up ice cream for Lent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means on Sundays you can have ice cream. So you can go all out with whatever you have given up throughout the week on a Sunday. Because Sundays, if you were to include them, would be 45 days, oh, 46, right? 46, yeah. 46 with Sundays. Mm -hmm. so yeah. So to take away the five means that it's just 40. So if you don't, if you don't feast on Sundays, then you're just doing extra days. So get your feast days <laughs> in, people. Yes, and what we say is celebrate the resurrection. Yeah. Remember that uh, that's the day that Jesus rose. This is The whole point of this is to get us ready for Easter so that mm -hmm. you have an incredible Easter. That Easter is, I hope it's the best Easter you've ever had. I'm leaning into Lent this year, and I will say Lent has really changed for us, for me and for my family, the way we experience Easter. That it, it's been a really special time. Yeah. And y'all, get ready. Celebrating Easter is super fun. I think if you actually know, it's 50 days, which is longer than Lent. We yep. think we talked about that. But if we didn't, there it is. And with that, you, like, to intentionally engage in celebration for 50 days is honestly maybe harder work than Lent sometimes for me, which yeah. I love celebration. But to think about, like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to celebrate this for 50 days? Yeah. It's fun work. So we got a lot ahead of us. It's going to be a really exciting journey. We're Do you have anything else to Well, we're stoked you're on the journey with us. It's true. We're in the wilderness. We have Jesus to follow. And our challenge is, we really challenge you, pick something that you could lay down, that you could fast from for Lent. Follow the example of Jesus in the wilderness. Um, and then think as Haley did, what could I put in its place? Mm -hmm. And it might be following some of these scriptures that, that we're presenting here. Trinity mm -hmm. has a guide. There's lots of things you could pick up with. You know, you could put one kind of music down, put some worship music in this place. There's lots of things you can do. Um, but yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear how that's going for you. It's all meant to be an invitation, not something that adds more stress, but something that brings you closer to the Lord. Right. Yeah. This is not like one of the 10 commandments must do, mm -hmm. do or die. Like it, it's chill. This should not add stress into your life. It should be a fun thing for you to try to engage in, to know the Lord better, to know the Holy Spirit better, to know more of Jesus' character. If it stresses you out, that's okay. We'll engage in it next year, figure it out together. But that's all we've got for us today, Trinity Youth. We love you, and as always, peace, peace be with you. With you.